0: and hear from best-selling authors insight into how you too can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur this is
1: steve welcome to thriving entrepreneur thanks for being with me here today i appreciate you so much i appreciate every moment i get to spend with you to share with you amazing authors great guests and deep insights into ways that we can be the best version of ourselves And today is no different. Today we've got three really amazing guests. In fact, it's so crammed full of great information that my intro is going to be considerably shorter than it usually is. But I do want to encourage you today, grab pen and paper um, and an open mind. Some of the things that you're going to be shared with today are going to challenge you. Others are going to be tools that are going to help you develop. Um, In either respect, there are things that you can take note of things that will nudge and prompt you to think deeper on certain things, and things that will help you up-level and be a thriving entrepreneur. We all need that. We all want to be able to be the best version of ourselves, to do those things that only we can do and go deeper and deeper and deeper. I think of the very end of the last book of the Chronicles of Narnia uh, by C.S. Lewis, And his whole concept of heaven is really just basically a journey. Um, And the phrase is further up and further in. And each time you get to, quote unquote, the central core of the universe as it was then, um, you just find that you step through a door. And there's a whole entire deeper expanding universe that is there and available for you. There are so many mind-blowing things like that, but I encourage you to go further up and further in today, to dig deep with me, to go in with these guests and really think to ourselves, what can I do? How can I challenge what I already think? How can I take the information that's encompassed in this and use the tools, the knowledge, the efforts, the opportunities to be able to show up? as the best I can possibly can, as the best version of myself to really truly thrive in what I do because after all at the end of the day it really isn't about us, is it? it's really about the people that we're meant to serve so I hope that you will go deep with me on this one today and you will also take some notes and enjoy these guests as I bring them to you I've got so much action deep content for you today that actually we're going to skip the initial commercial and go straight in to our very first guest. So without further ado, well, guys, have I got an exciting book for you to be able to get today. Um, I'm joined by author Fred Heron, and he is going to talk to us about his book, Show Me God. So join me in welcoming Fred Heron. Hey, Fred, how you doing today?
2: Hey, good, Steve. Good to see you. How you doing?
1: I am doing really good. I'm so excited about your book. It is so uh, enlightening, just, you know, all the parts of it. Tell us a little bit, first of all, about you and what you do in the world.
2: I have a nonprofit organization called Daystar Ministries or Daystar Productions. Uh, We were involved in filmmaking years ago and uh, trying to answer all the questions that my skeptical friends had for me. I ended up becoming a skeptic myself and backed up into... uh, kind of a seven year long skeptics quest, trying to get to the bottom of big questions, especially starting with uh, my origins questions about how we got here. And uh, that was the beginning of the, the writing of Show Me God years ago.
1: So Show Me God, what is, what is the approach to it? I mean, you, you said you were a skeptic. What information does it give us that shows us God?
2: Well, I've, I've become a science journalist over the years, and I've written for uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, the uh, Boston Globe, Scientific American, Nature, Smithsonian, and many others. And uh, I uh, became just enamored of science because science does give us an opportunity to learn so much about uh, creation, how creation is organized, and what it is, and uh, what might be behind it, and um, so the book, Show Me God, goes into uh, especially specializing on cosmology, not cosmetology, not the origin of pimples, the origin of uh, black holes, the origin of the universe, and uh, sim- actually the similarity between uh, how black holes and the origin of the universe have a lot in common. Um, but uh, two, big of, two big mysteries that humans have been trying to figure out for a long time. We have the privilege of living in a generation where just our generation, or the one before, the big discoveries were made about these two big things that I explore and show me God tell the stories of the people who made these discoveries so we can look into how we can know what they know and know that it's it is true our universe truly did have number 1 a creation event called the big bang and secondly our whole universe is finely tuned for the benefit of life and mind that is a huge mystery for physicists and cosmologists, astrophysicists, nuclear scientists who are trying to figure out how this happened. So I went to some the sources, to the people who made the great discoveries from way back in the 1960s up until today, people who are still alive that I could talk to Arnold Penzias, Robert Wilson, who won the Nobel Prize together for the discovery of what's called the microwave background radiation, the source that shows us put the nail in the, the final nail in the coffin of the study fake theory, which was the idea of the universe has just always been here. The idea goes all the way back to Aristotle. And um, what we learned instead was that, of course, the universe did have a creation event. And from the tip of your nose to as far as you can see, the farthest galaxies, all of this that we can see was once together in a single point smaller than the size of a proton. That's a huge mystery why that was. How it then turned into what it is today, not only going from nothing to something, but from something to nature is a, a huge uh, problem to be solved. And that second problem, how uh, it went from nothing, from something to nature, is uh, the second problem to be explored in Show Me God, um, the fine-tuning of the universe. And uh, there are 25 of these parameters. Sometimes people express them in ways that if you the ratios between them, there's many more than 25 but we have all these things that had to be very finely adjusted if we were to have a possibility of uh, radiation of energy through star burning for life, for example, for one.
1: Wow, that is so cool. And so, who is the book for? Who would really enjoy reading the book?
2: I think anyone who is interested in both God and science. Uh, to see if there's any connection between things like for those of us who are theists, those of us who are, for example, Christians, if there's, any, if there's a connection between what the Bible has to tell us, what the gospel has to tell us, um, and uh, the whole good news of a of, of God who would love us enough to send his son to be here for us. Do we see that kind of love expressed in creation? And do we see something uh, that shows tremendous care in the way creation is set up? The answer is a solid yes. And I tell the stories of the people who showed us that even though most of those people aren't necessarily believers in any way themselves, uh, religiously.
1: That's one of the things I found most interesting about the book, because I know the names of a few of at least the people that are in your book. And um, most of them would probably fall into the category of like avowed atheists, in fact. Um, And yet you're using the very information that they discovered to prove God, I, I just think that's so cool. Um, are you looking up an example of somebody like that that you can go? Well, the,
2: the very beginning of the book starts with quotes from a number of people, most of whom I've interviewed. Not Einstein; he's one of these people here, but he—I was only two years old when he died, so I couldn't interview him. But people like Alan Sandage, who this is a quote you'll find only in this book, nowhere else, because he told it to me. Said, "We can't understand the universe in any clear way without the supernatural." He is—he's an astronomer. Uh, people like Stephen Hawking, um, he has this famous quote, and then I talked to him. I haven't developed that by talking about three different areas of discovery that he made and what they have to do with God and so on. But uh, he said, The laws of science as we know them at present contain many fundamental numbers like the size of the electric charge of the electron and the ratio of the masses of the proton and the electron. The remarkable fact is that the values of these numbers seem to have been very finely adjusted to make possible the development of life. That's Stephen Hawking, who, as you point out, was uh, was no Christian believer. I think his wife for a while was trying to get him to come to a Bible study with her, but uh, he, was, he was not a Christian believer and became a little bit more hardened as time went on towards the end. But um, people like Fred Hoyle was not only against what the Big Bang represents for any kind of religious reasons, but for scientific ones, he was the big promoter of the steady state theory that the, the idea that, going back to Aristotle, the universe has always been here, and he had ways of working that out, where maybe all the mass, the matter we're getting is just uh, being invented out of thin air, so to speak, actually out of space, and it turned out to be uh, totally wrong, and he admitted that. He's the one who termed, uh, came up with, the, coined the term Big Bang during a radio interview, in order to disparage the whole idea, because he didn't believe in it at the time. Again, the 1960s, that all became passe with uh, the discovery of the microwave background radiation. But really the big discoveries go back to stories I tell about um, what people are really fascinated with is Edwin Hubble. Because back in the 1920s, he was the guy who was, while the roaring 20s were going on, he was sitting up at top of Mount Wilson with his telescope, freezing away his nights, um, making these negative plates to be able to try to find the stars. Actually, these galaxies at that time called the nebulae that were that were uh, just looking like uh, balls of fuzzy gas or uh little spirals out there but they couldn't they didn't think they were anything special in terms of being um they didn't know that they were that we in the milky way now that we understand this is a galaxy they were galaxies in their own right but he discovered that as he looked through the his telescope he found that there were stars within these fuzzy patches of light called the nebulae and that was how we discovered these were galaxies our universe is much bigger than we thought it was it is and then it, he discovered that these, all these nebulae, all these galaxies, are traveling away from us at tremendous velocities, meaning that the universe is expanding. He found that through what's called the red shifting. That's uh, the, the the wavelength of light. It's a Doppler effect that happens the same way that with sound waves, as something is coming toward you, like a car, you hear it increasing in frequency as it reaches you, and as it goes farther away. We hear it; uh, the the pitch goes lower as it goes farther away. Same with blue and and red light. And so the red shifting is an indication of the galaxies fleeing away from us, receding from us, and they're actually receding from us in a way that can be measured to show that a galaxy that's twice as far from us is traveling twice the distance from the galaxy that's that's closer. So that um, we can see it's it's uh, it's traveling twice at the velocity, and that means that um, At one time, if you go backward in time, make it like a motion picture. All these galaxies would have to meet together at one point, at one place that are now expanding. And uh, that's the that's the beginnings of the evidence for the Big Bang. I go into all the rest of them. But even more important, the fine tuning of the universe for our benefit. Big mystery. We still don't. This cosmologists 50 years ago are trying to figure out, poke holes in this, trying to figure out why this could possibly be when Brandon Carter and Stephen Hawking during the 1960s were discovering the anthropic principle, as Cran and Carter called it, and uh, anthros meaning human, that all this seems to be for us. And that's a mystery. So Christians, uh, people of faith, have, uh, have an idea of what's behind all that. And then we can go more depth in that as I do in a chapter all about the Bible and the Big Bang.
1: That is so cool because I love how if you look for something, you'll find it. You know what I mean, and 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 in some ways that that becomes really dangerous because people end up proving some pretty crazy things. <laughs> but there's so much evidence out there, um, and I just love that you've taken the the science of people who don't believe in God and helped them be able to see God. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, and it is evidence. It's not proof. It's I look at it as a pointer. So nobody is forced to have to believe I believe we have a God who gives us free will free choices and we don't have to accept him um, but we have the opportunity to learn uh, that there's there are these pointers out there that if we follow them we can follow it all the way through to as with many of my atheist friends and I run a group full of atheists so I know what they're on their mind all the time and what many of them will will talk about tell me is that uh, what I tell them actually is that I I am where they I have been where they are. And the difference between me and them is two steps. My first step was a step of believing, looking at the Big Bang, looking at the fine-tuning of the universe, and saying, This looks like there's a supernatural being that's in charge here. And that is caring about us, moreover. It's basic theism. And then the next step is to look at the life of Jesus and his teachings, his death and what that represented. At the cross, and to realize that there's a God who loves me in this way, and um, so that's the second step. Um, so it's, it's not like we have to throw away our mind. Our mind is involved, but so is our heart.
1: It brings up an interesting question. So, what is the biggest argument you get from people after reading your book that they still, you know, don't agree with you?
2: Well, the, I'm not, I'm, I keep track of the. Many, the big list of reasons why people do not believe, at the very top, for many of them, is the problem of evil. There's a problem of natural evil and the problem of moral evil. Um, so those are, those are things that I've been working on for my, for my next book. But um, there are answers there, too, that philosophers have been giving for a long time. Unfortunately, what the philosophers have been doing has been, even the Christian philosophers have been answering the, the atheist philosophers' arguments. That you can't have a God who's omnipotent and, omnipre- and uh, omniscient and omnibenevolent, all good, all knowing, all powerful, and have all this suffering in the world. Have all this evil, all these harms to us, physical and emotional harms to us. So many, so, much, so many people are suffering. The pandemic we're in the middle of right now, and so on. Turns out, though, that there is, and I don't want to go into great detail here, but just to tell you that things like the virus that we're suffering from right now. If it weren't for viruses, we wouldn't be here. That we are composed in our D- our DNA, we are partly composed of, for example, a difference between us and the chimps it has to do with brain size. It has to do with a particular op- opportunity for memory that helps us to have consciousness. And this is something that was actually an ancient virus that was has become part of our DNA uh, that happened between the time um, there were chimps and, and us. So... Um, um, some people have problem with uh, believing in the possibility of God using evolution to create us. That's a whole nother issue. Show me God, though, is just about um, the beginnings of space and time and how this looks like. Um, this was the handiwork of a being who cares about life and mind very much.
1: And the book is available today only in ebook form for free. Um, if a person wanted to go deeper with you or have you on their show or any of those kind of things, how can somebody get in contact with you?
2: They can go to our, our website. Um, we have uh, one called uh, my company name, daystar.org. But between the day and the star, there's a hyphen. So day-star.org. And they can find, they can get a hold of me there and, and uh, order our books there too in the future if they wish to. But uh, they're available on Amazon, which is what we're encouraging right now.
1: That is perfect. And I put the link in there so that anybody that wants to get the book today, they absolutely can. Um, I'm watching the results. It'll be exciting. Um, We'll be sharing in the group all day long, all the stuff going on with it. But I really appreciate you taking some time with us here today, Fred.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, Steve. Good to see you again.
1: We had so much fun doing that live this morning. I am putting the link in. So if you happen to be listening live today, you can get your copy of the book. If not, go pick up the book. Um, Really Show Me God is some great scientific information to help you be able to look at the universe and see how wonderfully, powerfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made it is so that you can look at it and see in your life how you can live as a thriving entrepreneur.
3: We'll be right back. Author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes. Yes, to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. So in the first segment, we were talking about how the cosmologies, the science shows some really powerful things about our universe and how complex and on purpose it is and now in this next segment we're gonna bring it down to earth here we're gonna talk about a tool that is so powerful so amazing and yet so simple to use and by the way it's actually really inexpensive as well that is going to make a huge difference in your life this guest is such a powerful individual and he really Um, has got some cool stuff here for you. I'm really looking forward to spearing him with you. Let's jump right into our next guest. Join me in welcoming Richard Lau. Hey, Richard, how are you doing today?
4: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been through thus far in life.
4: Well, I've been an entrepreneur since my early 20s. Um, Now I just turned 50. And so uh, in that span of 30 years, I've, I've done a lot um you know i i was a workaholic for the first 10 years um working 7 days a week on uh we started with beepers and then got into domain names um at uh, 30 years old right on the nose um i was diagnosed with colon cancer um told i had 3 months to live i had a 3 month old um child my wife and i we and baby son had just moved to a new country uh so that was a a, a good punch in the face um and, but you know here i am today um you know, thank God. And, um, you know, it's just a miracle. And I've, I've treated the last 20 years like a, like a, a, a new lease on life. Um, and, but uh, you know, I, I, I just been working away. Um, the last uh, few years I've, I've built up and sold resume.com uh, built that up to 3 million uh, users with, uh, and then sold that to indeed.com uh, did a conference um, that uh, built that up in in, um, in Las Vegas, and that's now part of the GoDaddy family, focusing on internet domain names. And now I'm focused on lo- Logo.com, which is uh, you know um, a, an automated AI-powered logo maker. And you know the, the 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 theme that that runs through the last few are all about domain names. And so um, yeah, Logo.com is taking a keyword category killer domain name that's worth in the seven figures and um, building a, a real business around it. And that worked for us with doing resume.com. And that's what we're doing again with logo.
1: I gotta know, how did you get logo.com?
4: Oh, you know, I've been buying and selling domain names for the last 20 years. And so every so often, you'll have a domain name that comes across your desk and you're, you know, and I'm like, I really want my fingers in this. And so sometimes you're able to um, bring in a partner, sometimes you're able to just purchase it outright, or sometimes you, um, you know, you get an option to purchase. Um, With logo.com, it was a bit of a convoluted um, acquisition um, but we, we basically managed to put together um, a partnership where we were able to purchase it. And we actually sat on it in inventory for a number of years um, before we actually um, had the time and the bandwidth to do what we knew what we wanted to do. Um, but we waited until the timing was right
1: we could just spend this whole time talking about domain names and all the domain names we've bought over the years and the few of them that we, I'm sure you've never let this happen, but you know, the domain names that we had that we let go. Oh,
4: absolutely. (laughs) I've got some painful ones that I regret letting go. Um, I think I have more, more pain over the ones that I've let go than, than the ones that um, I've sold um, that, uh, that, you know, that have been the big winners. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, your successes um, outweigh your failures and or misses um, and that's how you you get ahead in life and so yeah I had i've had some domains that i sold for you know slightly more than i paid and that now today if i had kept them they would literally be worth millions of dollars and yeah so there's there's tons of regret in that closet but we'll just keep that door shut
1: yeah, I think that's a good idea. My mind was going through a whole bunch of them too. And I was like, no, 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 we won't go there. Um, and then so every year, you know, it comes up for the renewal and then you're like, uh, no, I'll just keep it another year. <laughs>
4: yeah, yes, exactly. Uh,
1: all right. So talk to us a little bit about what you're doing now in the world. So logo.com, um, you know, what's the concept? What do, What do people do there?
4: Yeah, so basically... We, we were, um, we've been through this process ourselves so many different times of going through the process of designing and, and getting a logo um, onto a website or onto a product. And so with logo.com, we um, are taking that process, which can take upwards of between, say, five days on the shorts end to three weeks um, on the average end. So, you know, let's say, let's call it two weeks. Um, we're taking that process uh, and all of the conversations that happen which are very predictable conversations and very predictable um, um, actions that need to be taken, and we're trying to compress that down into twenty or thirty minutes, so that by the time, from the time you start on the website and enter in your business name and optionally a, a slogan, um, to the time that you're checking out with a logo that's in a high-resolution um, logo kit, you know, with with logo files um, uh, that that cover, you know. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, so that um, you've got all of that package that it's in 20 minutes. And really what you're doing is you're landing on the website, you're entering in your your business name, and we're in the background are doing a tremendous amount of work in terms of spinning up um, multi-threaded Amazon web servers to do all of the conversations so that you can um, then sit back and scroll through logo designs that have been created using our AI automated um, logo maker. And for you, it seems like we're just pulling them out of the drawer. But in the background, it's a tremendous number of servers that are crunching your business name and then presenting you with all of these different uh, logo templates and um, or logo designs for you to, to look at. And they then you're, you're looking for that human factor of you'll know it when you, you'll know what you like when you see it. Instead of to um, having lots and lots of conversations going back and forth, we can compress that down by saying, look, we will present you with a hundred different designs, scroll through, see which one you like, and then from there, will then, you click on it, then we'll show you some related designs in that style and color. And then you can um, click on the next one and then you can refine it. You can change the color, the icon, um, the text, um, the font. And, you know, then you're, you're now um, three quarters of the way through. You just click through and you can then choose which package do you want. Um, and they're priced ridiculously low, <laughs> you know, relative to what you're getting at the end and the time saving. Like we're, we're all about time savings um, so that when you're at the process of your business idea, of getting it online or getting your book out or whatever it is that you aren't getting stuck for two or three weeks on that one line item of logo design. Let's put that down to a 20 minute process. Let's get you moving. Let's keep you moving. So that when you've got that idea on a Friday that you can have something together on the Monday, instead of like, Oh, I started on the Friday, but then I got stuck on logo design. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, you know, time kills all deals, you lost the momentum, you've lost that passion of the and, and that free time that you had on that one weekend, you know, so with with logo.com, you can go in, you can get your logo, um, you can get your package. And then with the package, what we're including is like business cards, letterhead, you know, um, all of the social media, um, image file sizes, so that when you go to Facebook, and you're like, Oh, now we need to convert the logo that I just got, from you know this agency, and I need to put it into a cover image, and what size is that, and then you spend ten minutes on Google it's like no, 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 just go to your dashboard at logo.com go to Facebook, download the cover image, and upload it to facebook and it, like so we're we're trying to 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 package in a hundred hours of time um into into our premium package, which is ninety nine dollars and and so if we could save you you know, um, the equivalent of of a hundred hours and and charging you a ninety nine dollars, you know, at a dollar an hour, who could say no? And so we're we're trying to make our value proposition so ridiculous that it's just a no-brainer.
1: So you have a 1999, a 5999 and a 999 package.
4: Yeah. Um, so basically 20, 60, and 100 dollars right? Right.
1: Okay. And uh, so what's the difference?
4: Oh, so the difference is at, at the $20 package, really you're getting um, the, your, your logo in a few high resolution um, file, size, file um, formats. So whether it's SVG or PNG. Um, so if, you're, if, you, if you just simply are building your WordPress website or your, your site on Wix or Weebly or Squarespace, and you just need to get a logo that's gonna appear in the top left corner of your website, then that twenty dollars package is, is for you. If you're also going to be doing like Instagram, Facebook, um, and you know, then then you and you're going to spend any time at all um, setting up those um, those social media accounts. Then the sixty dollars package is for you. So you know, for forty dollars more, you're going to save yourself um, two or three hours of uh, uh, of time just um, in in resizing your your logo um, file size. Um, and then the $99 package um, that is if, if you're you know going to have some business cards designed um, or printed um, or if you're um, wanting to have letterhead if you you know so what we're um, if you're wanting to have access to the um, the PDF that has different layers in it and you're wanting to add additional text and so you're wanting to have access to the uh, to the font file um, to, to the raw font file. So we, we try to cover all of the bases from the from the um, solopreneur who simply wants to have their WordPress site um, up and running um, the next day um, to the to the you know doctor lawyer real estate you know churches we've got um, a lot of those clients and they they tend to go to the sixty or or hundred dollar package.
1: Okay, perfect. Um, and you do want to make sure. It's logo.com, not logos.com, because <laughs> yeah. logos.com is is a exegetical study of the Bible website. Just
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, logos um, is a, I believe it's a Greek word for um, brotherly love. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, logo.com is, you know, design. <laughs> so, very different. Just want to make sure
1: because, you know, if you're going to get your logo done and it says, you know, for your ministry, and you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: that's cool. So, and you do get a domain name that goes with each of these packages.
4: Yeah, um, that's a new offer because you know I come from the domain name industry. I have so many connections, and so you know when someone is getting their logo, they're usually at the very early stages of their business, um, their online business life. And so we're like, you know, what do people want? They 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 need a, a domain name. They need a website. You know, what 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 can we do to to save them time and save them money and get them online as fast as possible? Well you know, a a few conversations in, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's give away a domain name with every single package. So even if you're getting that $20 package, you can get a dot online or dot tech or dot store domain name uh, for free. Um, If you, you know, take the $60 package, then you can get a dot com for free. Um, And those are just ones I'm rattling off the list is actually longer um, than that. But, um, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, again, we we just come back to wanting to deliver so much value that you're like, well, why would I say no to this? Right? It's such a it's such a steal, um, and so we're we're really trying to turn the industry on its head. We did that with Resume.com, um, and we feel that we we have the room and the space to do that with Logo.com. Um, and then, yeah, if someone wants a website, uh, we offer, it's a monthly fee because the, the website has to be hosted. Um, that's, you know, $14.99, but it includes a website builder. So it makes it so easy for you to build your website um, and, and have it um, up and running um, almost immediately.
1: So what does a person need to be ready to start on the site?
4: They, all they need, and they don't even need that, is a business name. Because really, you're going in and you can use our, um, our logo generator um, to help you envision what your business name or what your different business name options would look like in a logo. So if you haven't decided on the name of your coffee shop, hop on to logo.com and type in, you know, Richard's Coffee, um, Rick's Coffee, you know, Rick's Coffee House. You know, it's, you can try the different... Um, the different name variations of what you're of when you're brainstorming, and and see what they look like. So really, you don't need anything other than the um, passion for you know uh, your business idea. Um, you know, if you have an existing business and you want to um, freshen up your logo, then then um, we're also a great solution. But what we find most of our users are are um, um, a small business that um, has had either no logo or a very, very basic logo. And they, uh, uh, or entre- solo, solopreneurs who are um, just starting starting afresh. And so, yeah, all you really need is a business name.
1: Perfect. And it looks like, because I just threw in a name because you said to, um, I'm a, I'm a good student. I follow instructions <laughs> well, um, and it looks like you know you've got a whole screen full of, you know, here's what you could get, and then go into customizing, and then you make the people pay at the end.
4: Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. It, we, you know, you're going through. You're seeing all of the different designs. You're seeing what uh, your product, or sorry, your logo would look like on product, whether that's a website, T-shirts. Um, notebook, business card, you can see all of that, um, without having to pay a cent. And it's only when you're ready to download a package. Um, do we do we say, hey, okay, these are, this is what the the different options are. Um, you know, so we we're, we're trying to deliver, um, you know, a tremendous amount of benefit. And we know people, uh, and including designers, use our, our site um, without paying and they're just looking at the different designs they're coming up with ideas um, and that's fine too you know it's it's like a store come in and browse around um, you know it's it, we're a friendly community we don't bite uh, just come on in and and check it out um, you're, you're not it's not a uh, an agency type or freelancer type where um, we're asking you to pay up front and then, you know, trust us, we'll, we'll get you a, a logo design that you, you love. Then um, we turn that around. And it's like, you know, when you find and have tweaked your design to one that you love and are ready to download, um, only then do we want you to pay us. You know, to us, uh, money is a thank you. And if we're not delivering you something that, that you're wanting to thank us for, um, then it's too early in the, in the transaction uh, to ask you for money. So, yeah, it's uh, it's free to use until um, you're in love with what you what you're presented with.
1: It was really cool, Richard. I, I wish we would have had it in 1996. But, you know, of course, we didn't <laughs> have the technology for that back then. Um, <laughs> um, logo.com. Uh, is there anything else that people should know in order to get started working with you?
4: You know, um, if you have any need for multiple logos, um, if you if you are um, you've got a, a portfolio of different uh, domain names or uh, products, or um, you know, we're also a, a very good solution for um, high volume logo creation. Um, so if you know, feel free to reach out to me. I've got a really easy email address. It's Richard at logo.com. and um, you can find me on LinkedIn. i very active there. And, uh, you know, very happy to to uh, to create custom products for people as well. So, you know, if you don't like uh, what you see, um, just give us a call and I'm sure we can put a package together for you.
1: Well, I really love this website. I'll probably end up playing with it over and over again now. Thanks for a new toy. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, I really do appreciate what you're doing in the world and for spending some time with us here on the show today.
4: Well, thanks for having me on. I'm very much a fan. Thank you.
1: If you haven't already, if you didn't do like I did and actually go to the site while we were talking about it, go to logo.com right now. It is so cool, so powerful, um, and really does have the things that you need to at the very least spark your ideas about branding and very possible it will be your next logo, your next header um, all of those kind of things it's a really really cool service and it will help you upload and be a thriving entrepreneur we've got another guest right after this break here on thriving entrepreneur
3: if you're an author who's on a mission stand out with your brand out (laughs) check this out guys Yep, everything's marketing and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes your bestseller this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call your go to your book a talk with steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Today we're going deeper, deeper into the mysteries of the universe, deeper into tools that seem so basic and yet make such a huge impact in how we show up in the world. And now we want to talk about the why. We want to go deep into the inside workings of ourselves and the relationships that we have with others and see if we can get some insights into helping ourselves really be the best us and have the best relationships possible. Join me in welcoming Christer Ungerbach. How are you doing today,
5: Christer? I'm doing great, Steve.
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself and what's got you to this point in your life.
5: Well, I was a, I was a CEO of one of the largest family-owned software companies in the world uh, up until about four years ago. And uh, I, I say that what set me off on this journey is I found myself at the YMCA signing up for a gym membership. And a woman asked me who my emergency contact was, and I broke down crying. Because in that moment, uh, well, two weeks before that moment, I would walked out on the job, the CEO job of the company I'd helped build and love. And uh, and two weeks later, my wife walked out on me. And so I had no one. And in that moment, I uh, realized that I'd started reading leadership books when I was 12 years old. Um, I probably read hundreds of leadership books by the time I even went to college. And I was looking around and I saw that I was a leader with no followers, which prompted me to really, you know, do a lot of introspection and looking outside of the business world for all the leadership and communication insights that I'd been missing all those years. And that was where I discovered the, uh, what I call the talk shifts, which is the uh, little language changes that make a big difference on the subject of my upcoming book.
1: Awesome. So communication is so important. And often we struggle with it. Um, what would you say is one of the most key things that a person needs to shift in the way they're communicating with the people in their life to have the greatest impact when they really do want to, you know, connect with the people they're talking to? I think, you
5: know, I tend to look at communication across business and personal and so one of the ones that pops to mind is uh, it's talk shift number six It's listen for needs, not words, which is probably actually I found is uh, equally helpful with employees as it is with children. Um, yeah, you know, I, I find it's interesting, like, both as adults, adults don't have a really good language for talking about what we need. Um, and, and so children don't either. Uh, but as parents, it's really helpful to whenever our children or anyone is saying something to really think about like, why are they, what's the need behind their words? So a business example could be like that person who talks a lot in meetings or always has to have like the last idea. Um, you know, so if we start asking what, what's the need behind their words, it might be that they're looking for more affirmation or uh, same thing I see with leaders in my own leadership career. Uh, I often had a line of people outside my door waiting to ask questions. Um, And so I started thinking, well, what was the need I was filling in myself by having this list uh, line of people outside of my door? Um, And and as I said, the same thing applies to kids. It's great to be able to, I had my daughter, she was upset at a, she said her stomach was hurting at a party the other day. And I started thinking about, well, what what could be the need behind her words? And it happened to be that there were some people at the party that, um, probably caused her some kind of uh, emotional discomfort so rather than telling her oh we need to stay at this party and you know it was really looking deeper into maybe what the emotional needs were that she was expressing with her words that caused me to react very differently than I would have otherwise.
1: Mm, That's good what is the why behind what a person is saying is so important so if we've never done that before, what is one of the key ways we can really begin to start even knowing what a person's why is behind what they're saying?
5: I think the, the first question is just to ask ourselves. Uh, and often in the, ask, the act of asking ourselves, well, what is the need that they're expressing? We're already taking kind of 80% of the step, right? So we start wondering and guessing. And if you know the person well, um, then it starts to lead us in different directions. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily about uh, getting to the end result, but first kind of having the conversation. But then you can also validate the need with the other person. If you have a good relationship, you can say, is it, are, are you looking for, are you wanting more affirmation? or you want more encouragement? What, what is it that you're looking for here? Um, I think that can be a, a helpful way of looking at it. Thanks.
1: Oh, that'll never catch on. The key to communication is trying to communicate.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the other things I find is like, usually uh, when we talk about needs, it's like, I need you to do something or I need. And uh, one of the people, the teachers that I came in contact with talked about the difference between need and strategies. And so whenever it's, I need something or I need someone, um, usually if it's a person, location or thing, like I need my boss to give me more positive feedback or I need my husband to give me more you know, encouragement or whatever it may be, um, that, that that's a strategy to fill a need. So if I need more appreciation um, at work or at home, then I can, one of the sources for me, strategies to get that is to get that appreciation from my spouse or from my boss or a coworker or a parent. Um, but, but if you think of it more basically about, well, the need I have is for appreciation, well, what are all of the strategies I can use to fill that need? Maybe I have some friends that are overly you know, effusive with their praise, for example, and maybe that's a better location for me to look at to fill that need rather than someone maybe who's naturally not uh, inclined towards that.
1: What do you do when you're trying to communicate and maybe there is no solution for this, but when you're trying to get better at your communication with say, for example, a spouse, um, but they're not,
5: can you do it as a one-way street? So yes, I think so. Um, and then, so when I wrote the book, I really wrote it for two purposes. One is, you know, someone can read the book and there's you know, there's 22 talk shifts, but frankly, actually sometimes just one of them can be the difference maker in a relationship. Um, But the ideal, and uh, in the next, I think about four weeks from now, so mid mid October, late October, is there's gonna be a video book. So the intention is that people can actually watch chapters together with a spouse and use it as a catalyst for starting conversations about how we speak to one another. And the difference compared to kind of many, let's say kind of um, spouse communication relationship books is a lot of the principles are couched in how you can use them at work So it's a little bit, men tend to not really like to talk about relationships. So it's a great way for women who tend to be more inclined, uh, according to the marriage counselors and research I've seen, tend to be more inclined to talk about relationships. So women can bring um, tools to build better families uh, with their husbands by kind of using it. These are tools that you can use at work. And, And naturally what happens is men then also kind of, they get the message and are more likely to practice those at home and with the kids and things like that.
1: So what would you say is the, uh, and maybe not number one, but one of the biggest things that keeps um, your is a block in communication?
5: I would say probably the biggest block, uh, and this is the talk shift number 22, is say sorry less and apologize more. Uh, I think that one, uh, you know, just saying sorry, but there's a specific strategies for how to do a, uh, create a full apology. Um, but I think too often we get blocked uh, either because the other person hasn't apologized and we're hoping that they will, uh, or they think they've apologized, but they, they, we haven't really fully accepted their apology. Um, and so we get kind of stuck in these negative cycles where we're constantly replaying some hurt from the past Uh, And I think that that's, at least in my own personal relationships, that's been the thing that's kept me stuck more than anything.
1: Mm. Just pausing for a second here to let that soak in both to myself and other people. Um, Yeah, that's really good. So for a person who. Is hearing what we're talking about here and really wants to embrace it, can you give us a couple of skills that you know, like right after listening to this episode, that they could begin to take action on, like right now to, to help them shift their talk?
5: So, well, the, the, the easiest thing is that there's a talk shift quiz uh, at talkshiftcom quiz uh, that you can take, and that'll actually give you some of uh, you know, you, it asks you a number of questions about your communication. And then the page uh, that you get to the end, you will you can get some sample free sample chapters of some of the most common talk shifts uh, that are used both at work, or with I think there's one for work uh, that also works in uh, relationships, and then another one that's uh, a little bit more geared towards kids and relationships, and another one that is very specific around autonomy and delegation at work. And so that's probably the best way to get started, uh, kind of with limited effort. And then the important thing about those chapters is that they're really intended that they can be shared. So let's say someone wants to improve not just their communication at work, but also with a spouse or an adult child. Those chapters can then be shared online freely uh, with those individuals to start kind of a discussion about the words that uh, the listeners are using with the people around them.
1: I have another question for you. Um, it, It came to my mind as you were explaining that that Um, especially if you're not good at communicating, it could be kind of a scary thing. Uh, But I think accountability is really powerful. Who would you suggest is the easiest, quote unquote, safe person um, that you can begin to practice being a better communicator and shifting the way that you talk to people?
5: You know, I, I think that's another one of the power of having something, you know, that can be used at work or at home. And when I do keynotes, the... Typically what happens is one person walks up after a keynote and says, oh, I can't wait to practice this with, uh, you know, with some of my, bo- my boss or my coworkers. And I say, well, what about at home? And they'll say, well, I'm not quite sure about that yet. <laughs> and then the next person immediately after him says, well, I can't wait to practice this with my, uh, you know, with my spouse. Uh, and I say, well, what about at work? And they say, oh, I'm not comfortable with that yet. So I, th- I think that who, uh, who is the best person to practice with is really, really specific to whoever you feel comfortable with, right? And because these tools universally help people be more successful in their careers and in their family lives, there's really, you know, there's always someone who's going to take away maybe something different from what you wanted to explore the talk shifts with them. Um, but but there's, there's always somebody who takes uh, something away from them. Usually there's three to five of the talk shifts that really hit home with uh, any individual. And it's going to be very dependent on which relationships in their life they're most uh, struggling with.
1: So tell us a little bit about the book, where people can get it, et cetera.
5: Uh, so you can get the book at talkshift.com book, uh, or you can take the quiz and there's special offers uh, after you take the quiz uh, at talkshift.com quiz.
1: And what resources besides the book, D, and the quiz do you have at talkshift.com?
5: I do have a number of articles that I've written for, you know, Inc and Entrepreneur and other things. Um, a lot of the, you know, I think the, the best way to get started for free content uh, is really to take the quiz and that'll put you on the mailing list and you will automatically get some uh, free sample chapters that you can get started with. Uh, so a lot of the content I'm really focusing around the actual free sample chapters that I'm offering from the book.
1: Perfect. Well, Krister, I really appreciate the time that you spent with us today talking about a very necessary talk shift that we need in our lives. Um, And I hope that your book is just a smashing success. Thanks for being on the
5: show with us here today. Thank you very much, Steve.
1: I hope that you really will go deep into the why behind the why. Why do we do the things that we do? What is the purpose, the point? and the reason behind why we do what we do. Um, It's so important, it's so necessary that we understand our why so that we then have the ability to really truly live um, to our maximum possibility, to our maximum potential. And that really is ultimately what it is. More importantly, it allows us the ability to have really good relationships with ourselves and also with the people that are really important to us And I know each of you wants to do that. There is so much inside of each of us that needs to be brought out. It needs to be shared with the world um, in such a way that it makes the world a better place. And you do that. You do that so easily with such grace and such ease. I admire you for who you are and for how you show up in the world. Um, I just wanted you to hear, if you've never heard it before, if you never hear it again, I wanted you to be able to hear that you're awesome and that you're amazing. In fact, I want you to know you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. We need you to share your story, to write your book, um, share your message, be the you that only you can be. We need you to, whether it be on Facebook or Clubhouse or Pinterest or. You know, any other social media, we need you to share you with the world. We need you to do that thing that you were created for. And here's the reason why. Each of us is given gifts, talents. I know sometimes it feels like we don't, but each of us does have some really unique reasons to be in this world. And what we discover in that process is we discover that really... What we were given as gifts aren't really our gifts. They actually were us given as a gift to the world. To show up, to be the person that we are and that we were meant to be so that others will also benefit from that. That they will up-level. They will be the best versions of themselves. They will find the answers that they're looking for simply by us just being who we are. No uh, need to stress or strain or struggle over it. Just show up. Just maximize while it's called today. Be committed to going deeper each day. Just deeper than what you were. I mean, I'm not talking about going all crazy psycho, something that isn't real for who you are. I'm talking about purely just taking yourself to the best, deepest, level of who you can be each day as each day comes up. That'll be more than enough. No matter what today brings, whatever you do in this day, in this world, it's going to be enough. And you will, in your own actions, as the name of Fred's book says, you will be to somebody else the thing that shows them God. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you are Thriving as an entrepreneur in all that you do, we're blessed because you exist in the world. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you're happy, safe, warm and loved, and you have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
3: who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. say yes to your destiny.